is the Desperate Mothers Podcast. Oh my. Check out what these desperate mother are up to this week. So I sing. If you're a listener and you're inclined to show your support for the show by purchasing one of these stunning graphic designs, how would you go about that? Well, as always, the links are on the DesperateMothers.net website. And www.DesperateMothers.net. If you had your Amazon page open and you didn't want to click on any links, what would you type in the Amazon search bar? Um, you'd probably look under the clothing for uh, Desperate Mothers. And hopefully you don't find many stripper items. Or maybe you will, because that could be fun, too. Buy yourself a Desperado t-shirt and a stripper pole. Maybe a trapeze or a sex swing. And you're suggesting that clothing, shoes, and jewelry. Yes. Oh, look at that. You've got a That Blender Guy t-shirt. I, I do have a That Blender Guy t-shirt. I was going to wear it for one of the, po- the video podcasts. I actually like the logo for that blender guy. The Dark Desperado logo tee. I was looking for uh, to design a t-shirt that I would wear because as much as I like the logo tees and everything, this having this emblazoned giant white logo on the front, uh, always in my, the per, my peripheral vision, I find distracting. So I wanted to go dark on dark. So I did that when I designed the Dark Desperado logo t-shirt. All right, you may have to work on optimizing uh, your product placement because that's the the only shirt I see. Well, this one just finished uh, yesterday or something like that, and it takes hours to days to get put into the regular thing i did that blender guy shirt last week that's probably why it came up yeah but you see the dark logo that's cool barely visible against the gray background yeah yeah that's actually what i was going for on purpose so this is one of the rare cases in your life where you're actually trying to be subtle oh yeah yeah when i when i try to decide on something that i'm gonna wear if it's not black, it's the wrong color. I even did a black on black, which I really like. Because you cannot see it <laughs> until you're right up in it. Yeah, that is, uh, that is very subtle. So I'll probably get the gray one. But I was designing um, a Bunny Rabbit Tragedies sports logo t-shirt because I really want to get that printed on uh, a ringer-style shirt. Mm-hmm. And um, Amazon doesn't have any ringer-style shirts, though, or any baseball jersey-style shirts. So if I want to get it cheaply, I might have to pull a screen myself. Mm. You know? Not even, like, Mexican or Chinese supply chains. That I can do. I even have a um, the local shop down in the Santa Clara area who did our um, Desperate Mothers Stanley's Comic Con shirts. Yeah. So we bought bulk of those, and it was pretty cheap. 
like but then you'd have to actually handle the distribution of them yeah and, and the cool thing about the Amazon Prime thing man it's prime so it's free shipping if you want one shirt you're not paying shipping yeah so and they could do shirts but then you're going to get I'm going to pass the shipping right along to the customer and that makes a 13 or 15 dollar shirt now 20 bucks and for me being a cheap bastard that I am whenever I factor in shipping in a, into the cost of an item usually makes me not buy it well that's uh that's not a bad thing because the the fact is that majority of the world is just as cheap as you are right and so that's a real consideration that that's my consideration that's why i decided instead of using merch table instead of using spreadshirt instead of using redbubble i do use redbubble i like redbubble uh, I did the throw pillows and some original designs on Redbubble, which I've been happy with the quality. And when they have coupons, the price is good. But you're still you're expecting to spend $40, 50 bucks a pop. Sometimes I want a T-shirt. I just want to spend $15 on a fucking T-shirt. Well, at $15, you know, um, even if you want your own T-shirt, that's, that's not a bad price. No, it, it really isn't. Um, I mean, hell, we've gone to concerts, and they want $35 yeah. for T-shirts now. 35 45 what, what the fuck are you smoking? It's a T-shirt. I'm just saying that that uh, ink they use better survive a lot of washes. That's exactly it. I mean, because if you don't burn that ink in right, it's not going to survive a few washes. And, okay, let's say it's a high-quality ink. You're doing four pulls on a shirt because you got a four-color shirt, right? I can see 25 bucks. Yeah. Well, I mean... At $25, I start hedging away. At 35 I was I was out. What did we go to last time, that concert, when the shirts were $35? Um, I think the last thing we went to was probably Tool. Yeah, 35 fucking bucks. Actually, the only thing that stopped me from buying one is they didn't have the one that I wanted. Yeah. I bought a t-shirt, and I haven't worn it yet because it's a fucking $35 t-shirt, man. <laughs> you got to wear that when you're going out. Uh, yeah. Out with your lady to a fine dinner. <laughs> like, I could have wore the polo. I could have wore the Van Heusen, but I wore the tool. I walk in the uh, the restaurant, and the meter D says, wow, that baller's wearing a $35 shirt. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Yeah, I guess if I was like a big popular star and I had a tour, I would probably do like you know how my Iron Maiden does the city specific mm-hmm. tour shirts? And for what awesome. they, they are awesome. That's worth thirty five bucks because that's available supposedly only at the city you're in for that for those dates. Um they could get away with charging a hundred bucks for that mm-hmm. because of the limitedness of it. Maybe if they, if they or fifty if bucks. It was a hundred bucks I'd you probably wouldn't get it. I probably wouldn't get it. But uh 100 bucks I'm hoping they're selling me a fucking uh, baseball jersey or Yeah, yeah, like I bought a couple of jerseys yeah. and they're worth 100 bucks. Like I got that Rush jersey as a gift. That's pretty badass. Of course now it's way big for me. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um in theory you could take it in or something, but Could uh, you take in like a t-shirt? You could. Hmm. Uh, it would still look off. It, it would be easier if you had a um what's that uh special sewing machine that 
cuts surgery. Yeah, you could surge the uh, the side seams and uh, bring it in a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Or you could sell it on eBay and get yeah, and, you and, could, <laughs> and buy the one in your size. There is always that. That's not the worst way to go. You know, you sell the one that's too big for you, and you buy one that's your size now. In fact, I got a couple other jerseys that I may do that for. Not the Chinese ones, because I don't want to get in trouble. Okay, so we're going to let uh, Matt let himself in the door? No, Find his locked. way back here? Oh, you have the front door locked? Yeah. Oh, so you're going to make him uh, beg to come in? Yeah. Okay. Because um, I was kind of hoping you'd leave the front door open, and he'd bust in here and make a bunch of noise, and then we could clap for him and say, Yay, the talent's here! <laughs> that blender guy sure eleven ninety nine. Now at that point, are you making any profit? Twenty five cents. You're making a, a quarter. That's okay. You know, it's not about making money. It's about getting. It's the about brand promoting. Out there. Yeah, it's about promoting your project. That that's why I'm doing eleven ninety nine and twelve ninety nine. You're shirts. getting paid twenty five cents for somebody to promote your project. Yeah, in all likelihood, I would pay them twenty five cents to wear the shirt, but <laughs> I'm not gonna. <laughs> So yeah, that's... I mean, if, if someone shows up, like we do a, a con in the upcoming months, we, if we do another con in the upcoming months, someone shows up with a desperate mother shirts, we're gonna sign that shit, and <laughs> we're just gonna slobber all over that person. So the uh, signing stuff, we're uh, we're veering dangerously close to a, another topic that uh, we could talk about. Um, and perhaps we should wait until uh, the, the good-looking one gets here. <laughs> the sexy one. Yeah, he he runs and he looks like it. <laughs> I run and I don't look like it. <laughs> I look like the only thing I'm chasing is the ice cream man. <laughs> I mean, you know, I will catch that fucker now. <laughs> Yeah, I'm still doing my uh, uh, walking a couple miles at work, and I'm really trying to keep that up because. Uh, Is it already hot? Huh? Is it hot? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Well, no time like a present. And no, it's a trick though. What trick is that? Uh, well. To find out what we've been talking about, you'll have to go back and actually listen to the podcast after CG edits it. Nobody does that. Okay, first of all, there's two problems with that. A, no one listens to the podcast, and B, say, CJ doesn't edit anything. That, there we go. That, both of those statements are false. People <laughs> they, they do just, listen to the podcast. No, they, don't. they both feel true. <laughs> Bots do not count as people. <laughs> Bots are people, too. No, they're not. Yeah, they're, the, the real sex dolls prove that. I was about to say something about that, I mean, you know, until the sex bots start, like, responding back, you know. Her. Her listens to my podcast. <laughs> All right. So, no, I, I'm just going to have to wing it. All right. So we're actually talking about uh, the Amazon merch account. The that, one that no one buys anything from? That's right. Oh, I see. I see you got a, a shirt on there. Yeah, uh, I, I made a few shirts. Okay, cool. Um, got a couple of Desperado shirts. Uh-huh. And uh, that blender guy. Right. Now, really, the uh, Desperado shirts live right now on Amazon? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and they're cheap. They're like eleven ninety nine, twelve ninety nine, thirteen ninety nine. Oh, $13. nice. With 
free Amazon Prime shipping. Dang, that's a deal. Not bad for a shirt. I no. Mean, shirts are usually expensive. Yeah. And you if you go buy a spread shirt and all that stuff, you're paying 20 bucks plus right. shipping. Right. I so, mean, you can't, you can't beat that. That's... So you can support the podcast by wearing our logos because we don't really care about the money. We don't? Well, we want money. <laughs> I was going to say, because I kind of care to, about money. To get money, you have to promote. And free promotion is worth its weight in gold. I don't know if there is such a thing as free promotion, but okay. Um, well, yes. If, if they buy the shirt and we Wear make 25 it? cents off of it, okay. that is effectively free promotion. Well, we could just lie about everything, too, like Donald Trump. And then, <laughs> and then we'll be the best podcast on the planet. <laughs> and everyone who says we're not are just haters and liars and losers and fake news. <laughs> fake news. Look, listen, don't, listen, don't believe all those other fake podcasts. We are the best podcast in oh, the world. Geez. Now, that's fake news if I ever heard it. The Crooked Media will try to convince you that we are not the best. Our crowds are the most humongous. We have the best downloaders. We have the greatest fans on the interweb. I gave him a pink one for the ladies. Oh, cool. Now, you're saying that men can't wear that? You can wear a pink one if you want. Yeah, why not? Just traditionally. Yeah, traditionally girls like the pink. Yes. <laughs> That's good for most of us. Ha ha ha. All right, so the, the topics were the merch store. <coughs> well, we're just getting over that. We're just going to say if you want to see what t shirts are live, uh-huh. if you want to support the podcast and give us a quarter or a dollar twenty four, I think those are the pri- profit points, is like Ooh. 24 cents at a dollar yeah. twenty four. Um, then you can go to the desperatemothers.net website and click the link and buy the Amazon shirt. Or you can go into the Amazon clothing uh, category and search for Desperate Mothers. You'll find various sex swings and some of our t-shirts. It sounds about right. Yes. And you can buy both. Yeah, you should. Buy yeah, both. yeah, it's In better fact, than combo. If you buy the sex swing and a t-shirt, take a picture of yourself on the sex swing wearing the t-shirt. That's bonus points. And we'll talk about you on the podcast. Yes. Um, especially if you're a girl. <laughs> <laughs> so is that DesperateMothers.net? Yeah, it's www.DesperateMothers.net. That's going to take us to porn. I know it. Mm-hmm. If I Google that, I'm going to get porn. <laughs> <laughs> Why is the most relevant search for, for Desperate Mothers a porn site? Because that's reality. <laughs> .net? Yes. Yep. I'm going to see if, like, the second link is porn. Because the first link should be ours. That well, makes sense. It should if you click the I'm feeling lucky punk. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, let's go to image results. I'll definitely get porn, right? It'll probably be me. You don't show up. Oh. Click at all. Then what did I pay that photographer for? Uh, you paid? There's there's no CJ on here. Uh, okay. You're afraid you're gonna break the internet interwebs probably, like Kim Kardashian's I ass. I probably did, yeah. <laughs> well, I yeah, think there was one picture where I was riding one, but you know. Yeah, no, nothing. All right, okay. well, that's disappointing. All right, so merch and Well we we just finished talking about the merch. 
Oh, oh, is that what we led and now with? now that you're here, we can do a right, proper introduction. Welcome to the Desperate Mothers Podcast. I'm CJ Watson. I'm Matt Everhart. And I'm Jack and Fisher. now that Matt has joined us, we can yeah. get back on with a regular scheduled podcast. Um, which is not going to be Defenders so much because Jack Why? still hasn't watched it. What the no, hell, you, man? You can talk about Defenders only once. Yeah, you, what the hell? It's been out for like a month now. I've you know? watched three episodes. Okay. Well, we can watch talk about three three episodes worth of Defenders. You know, what I'd rather talk about is this Hostess Pumpkin Spice Twinkies. Pumpkin the season. Spice that Twinkie. That does look noteworthy. It, so, it so, looks like some sort of um, <laughs> semi-not-clean cream filling there. <laughs> it's just like a dirty cream filling. So as you know, with uh, the, re- the acquisition of Hostess by the International Bakery Group, they have been doing like crazy flavors with the Twinkies. Um, Are, not not like Jelly Belly crazy flavors, because that would be impressive as fuck all. Would you buy earwax flavored uh, Twinkies? No one else or would, but I think Toe Jam or I think CJ would. Yeah, I, I probably would. Jalapeno yeah. Pepper flavored Twinkies or Jalapeno Poppers. So they come in standard Twinkie size. <laughs> they come in standard Twinkie size, <laughs> as opposed to like. Giganto Twinkie. Well, wow. the, the standard uh, fifty-five millimeter Twinkie. It was uh, uh, the size was decided upon shortly after World War II. So, if if you notice, it actually says how much this should cost right here. It, it does. That's weird. So four bucks for ten Twinkies. Yeah, but I got this at Walmart, so it was like two ninety-nine and some of my dignity. Yeah? Why, did you wear your, your pajamas to Walmart like a lot of other people? Sure, why not? Ooh, I can smell pumpkin spiciness. Oh, we're, we're, we're leading we're, with we're, this. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's, this is the not-so-interesting part of the podcast. Anyways, we're not going to make people wait for this. <laughs> That's kind of true. I just ate. I, I, and, you know, not to eat at all. When we edit this, uh, when CJ edits it, you, he can you, put it in whatever order he wants. It's not going to happen, man. It's, just, it's like getting struck by lightning. It's, an edit by CJ. Ooh, that tastes fall. Okay, I, I I will have to agree. The second you open the Twinkie wrapper, you you know it's obviously the the, the standard you know sponge cake, but you do get that that you smell, smell, the, smell pumpkin the pumpkin spice. spice. It's like walking into Starbucks almost, you know. Mm. Yeah, and and it's spicy. There's a little bit of that pumpkin nutmeg. Yeah. I have no idea whether they're using real spices or just chemicals? caustic chemicals to induce a sensation. Like a little Ajax? I don't think, I don't know. I don't know, it's pretty light to me. Ajax. You get a, just a little bit. Yeah, it's just a little bit. It's, I mean, if you're, if you're afraid you're going to get overpowered with spice, you're not going to get that. No, no, it's, it's very subtle. Yeah, like it's very it, subtle. It's more pungent, it's more on the nose. Mm-hmm, yes. There's some weird animal, like, in the background. I'm, I'm slightly scared. He's mad that he's not in here. Oh, is that what it is? Oh, okay. I thought we were going to get attacked by birds or something for a second. Like like a Hitchcockian style. <laughs> Apparently that's just CJ's dog. Uh-huh. Chuck the dog. Dang, you you want the rest right leftovers of mine? No. You sure? I'm sure. You, you kind of destroyed that, that Twinkie. Here, here, have another Twinkie. Have yeah. another 55 millimeters <laughs> on your throat. <laughs> 
pumpkin spice. A little mild, but pretty decent. I like it. I think it's definitely worth trying. If you're like, if you like the pumpkin spice this time of year, like I love everything pumpkin spice, mm-hmm. and I'm glad I got these. Okay. And you could save yourself time and money by getting a box of Twinkies, mm. having a cup of coffee, and eating your pumpkin spice Twinkie instead of going to Starbucks and getting your pumpkin spice latte. You should take this to Starbucks and eat it in front of them, saying, "This is how you do pumpkin spice." I think. Starbucks would LOL at you at that point, but um, I will. I'll be more of a. I'll have be a little bit more of a dissenting vote. I think the pumpkin spice uh, flavor is pretty weak, and um, I don't know. Like you, you, if you if you're if you're afraid of too much spice, then then go for it. But if you really want kind of a strong spice, you're going to be super disappointed. Also, I'll go get my pumpkin spice from Starbucks. All right, see, the fourth member of the podcast is here. It's Jacques Jacques Cousteau, the dog. You know, so oftentimes when we podcast in the house, Jacques makes an effort to lay under the table between our feet, and apparently it looks like he's making his way to that position again. Well, there's not only that, but he also has hit cords a few times and almost taken out cameras. He He really wants to be part of the show. Maybe maybe the show should be about him. Well, it would probably be a lot more popular if this is a podcast about guys talking about my pushy, 100-pound, arthritic Malamute. <laughs> yes, the Malamute community would jump all over that podcast. I'm not kidding. He's making his way under the table. Yeah. Slowly but surely. That's where he wants to be. Yeah. What a good puppy. So there's all sorts of other interesting flavors of pumpkin spice out on the store shelves right now. You know, you got the Oreos, you've got um, ooh the M and M's. We saw pumpkin the pumpkin spice M and M's. Yes. All right. For Halloween, M and M's have pumpkin spice, pumpkin pie, pumpkin pie, pumpkin pie, pecan pie, mm-hmm. and cookies and scream. Cookies and scream. Yeah. Okay. Cookies and cream. It's cookies right. and scream. Right, because it's Halloween. It you is. Gotta, you got to have some scream in your, your M&M. <laughs> so Defenders is a topic. At least three episodes of the, the Defenders. That, that Rip the whole thing, man. Okay. Man. All right. Well, don't, don't hold back. It's only like seven or eight episodes, right? So you've seen like half of it. So you have sure. to have an idea where it's going at this point. Yeah. Well, we also saw the Inhumans, and I think they're a Marvel property. They are a Marvel property. I didn't see the Inhumans yet. Because you guys got the preview, right? The big That's screen. The yeah, we did yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. So we saw all those television quality special effects in right. IMAX size. <laughs> yeah, so I don't think... That's, the a, ep- that's a good use of money right there. I don't <laughs> think that the uh, first episode was actually shot on an IMAX camera. No. It was displayed on an IMAX screen. Right. Um, which was... Interesting. Interesting. I bet there's some guy at Marvel who's like, hey, we're going to put some stuff on TV, but let's give a bunch of suckers a chance to pay for that at the movie theater first in IMAX and see how that goes. Well, well, listen, Bob, since we're going to put it at the theaters and only a select few chosen nerds are going to want to see this, how do we maximize... Yes. Uh, Those nerds like IMAX, don't they? They love IMAX. Yeah, our, our and research we get to says thirty-five percent like more if we sell it on the IMAX screen. That's right. So I'm, let's do that. Yeah, 
I think it's it's not so much about fleecing nerds for their hard-earned money. I just think it's uh, they're trying to promote the show and having an advertisement that says "See it early, September first in IMAX 3D." Is part of the promotion. Yeah, it's and they get money they would not to have make, gotten. But it costs money for them to put it in the movie theaters. And just based off the showing that we were in, there was, what, a dozen people in there? Was there? I thought there was more than that. Um, uh, let's be generous. Two dozen. Two dozen people in. Are they actually making money on that screen with two dozen people there? Or is it costing them just as much or even uh, exceeding their revenue on that to distribute it to that theater? Yeah, I haven't put anything out on IMAX, so I have no clue. I was going to say, you know, I'll go with my extensive knowledge of releasing movies and royalty fees and whatnot and say I have no fucking clue (laughs) if they made any movie money off of it or not. I can't help but Marvel used its mighty Marvel Mm -hmm. marketing machine copyright that yeah it's a lot of consonants right there yeah yeah yay for alliteration and really told the theaters if you want thor ragnarok you are going to be premiering in humans that's quite possible and the bottom line is they're trying to create a buzz for this new show well they need to because it's not a buzz it's not that good well that's it wasn't that good. I didn't see it, so I'll let you guys talk about the quality of the show. But here, here, Inhumans has always been a hard sell because the characters weren't likable. <laughs> that's that's what I'm trying to get to. Is first of all, it should have been Lockjaw and Friends. If, I would watch that fucking if, series. If you're trying, to, you're trying to put a show out for Inhumans, which is not the strongest Marvel property to start with. No, obviously, it never has been. Right. All right. At, so at the moment, what is the Inhumans though? For Marvel Studios, the Inhumans are X Men that you have the intellectual property rights for. They're mutants. I mean, because Fox has X-Men. Fox has X-Men. Marvel Studios does not have the rights to the intellectual property X-Men. And they want mutants. They want to have a series. They want to have movies about mutants. They want to introduce the mutant mythos back into the Marvel Universe. It's the Marvel Cinematic and the Marvel Television Television yeah. Universe. So, so mutants that have moved to mo- the moon, <laughs> and their rule, their their uh, their rule. And they have uh, a, a king. They have a king. Yes, it, a king. it is. It is a monarchy, right? Which and you know is a, is easy sell to American audience. <laughs> exactly. We're like, yay, kings! That's our we favorite. Love that shit. Yes. But you know, we got to choose if we want a king or not, and we're going to choose king every time. Yeah. <laughs> but what happens in the pilot episode? In the pilot episode, don't know. Didn't see it. The the people, his subjects, immediately rebel <laughs> and oust the royal family. Well, it's a, a strict caste system, so if you're not one of the chosen pretty mutants, yeah. you get to work in the mines. Well, that sounds pretty harsh. Yeah. I would uh, re- uh, I'd rebel against that shit, on the too. Moon. And they did. Okay. Well, there's a shocker. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the, the only really moral conflict comes in is that the royal family seems to be kind of nice guys. And the people leading the rebellion are murderous, treacherous fucking bastards. But they <laughs> want to free the people. But, but, re- they want but to free really, the only in so much as it gets them power. 
Yes. They want to free the people because it's a convenient way for them to assume power. And then they can go back to enslaving the people. Well, we don't know. Once you convince the people to fight against the establishment and Wall Street and big government, you can then take over and put your Wall Street friends in charge. Yeah. Well, here, here's the deal. If, 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 if these are really b- the benevolent So you're saying mockery, once you drain the swamp. You can refill it with your own swampy creatures. Oh, okay. With your own swamp water. If you're really the benevolent rulers, you do not enslave your population, okay? I mean... I would agree with that. Yeah, it's, it's kind it's, of a common sense one. It's, just you're it's a nice why guy the royal family mean, does not garner a lot of sympathy. Yes. Uh, sure. Uh, Black Bolt is a really honorable guy. That enslaves his people. Who enslaves his people. Well, yes. he just doesn't change up the strict, harsh caste system. Then it's a system that enslaves his people, not him. <laughs> so ridiculous. But, okay. But that, that's we like have saying cool... that there were kind and generous plantation owners who used slaves, but they were fair to their slaves. Other than the fact that no, no, they had slaves. Now, yeah, now they... let's take a quick poll. The the series, will it fail? And I and I and I don't mean will it get to season two. I mean will it get to season three? Because I think Marvel's got enough money that they're going to put out a second season to give like, it a try. Like a second season is well, kind of built into the selling the first season. Correct. These days. Like like Inhumans. Is... Like how many shows sign a second season upon the premiere? Like a lot of them. Right these yeah. days it's crazy. Cause the, well the seasons are shorter too. True. But we're selling Inhumans as. A full 22, 24. Mm-hmm. That's my understanding. Last. That's crazy. Yeah, and if we're if we're doing that, and like I said, Marvel's got enough money behind it that they can probably force out a second season to give it a try. But I don't know if I see this as an IP on TV taking off. I, I don't think we're going to get three it, seasons of it. As, as staunch Marvel fans, uh, my take anyways as a staunch Marvel fan, this is a fucking tough sell. Yeah. I wasn't feeling this show. You and, were feeling it in the theater? No. Okay. And were you feeling it in the theater? No, I was I was wondering how the royal family could be so blind that they didn't see this coming. Was like a Mac truck. was the was the series so painful the episodes that you saw that you wanted to stab your eyes out? Was it mm, like bad? the first season it, of Agents of Shield? Well, yeah, first season of Agents of the Shield. I mean, was, that still turned me off. I still haven't returned. Well, that sucks because you missed out on some You're good seasons. That. That, seasons after that, well, but they're, yes, they're the still there. I can download them. And watch that's true. You can. You get Netflix, right? Yeah, you sure. got like five seasons now. What the hell, man? Quit slacking. But okay, I have the internet. Yeah, I have the power. I have the internet. <laughs> yes, we have VPN. Yeah, the first season of Agents of Shields sucked pretty hard yes. too. So, but I don't think I think it had enough. Of the tie-in with Coulson, as well as just kind of that cool spy mentality going with it as, like, this, you know, the S.H.I.E.L.D. organization that it would carry through, and it did. And luckily for them, it, it actually got halfway decent to continue now. We're on, like, season five or six now. Okay. But Inhumans, I don't think, has that behind it. I think if it, if it fails to hit with fans in the first season, that's going to be it for it. Yes. And, you know, we've seen episode one and two. Mm-hmm. Um, the IMAX showing was uh, take episodes one and two, crush them together into an hour and a half, and uh, fleece uh, <laughs> fanboys of fifteen dollars. Yeah. Well, well, not only that, they they really padded the production schedule budget because they got to shoot the whole thing in Hawaii. The whole episode was shot in Hawaii. 
Yes. So everybody got a vacation out of it too. Okay. So I didn't get a vacation. Everyone who worked on it got oh, a vacation. Yeah. Shit. I should have worked on it. Okay. Like I'm saying, if if it's exclusively about the princess and Lockjaw, I can get behind that series. Well, the the princess annoyed the fuck out of me. I, yeah, but the I wanted dog to was beat cool. her. <laughs> Not in a good way. But the dog was cool. The dog was cool. Was his name Jacques? No. <laughs> okay. Lockjaw. Lock, Lock right, I know. I got gotcha. you. But uh, I was paying attention. <laughs> I was almost rooting for Ramsey Bolton. Yes. <laughs> Ooh, that's bad. Well, he was—he's the usurper. He's the rebellious yeah, of course. Uh, brother. Yeah, yeah, he's uh, uh, Black Bolt's brother, and and he has a vested interest in freeing the the masses because he also does not have cool, beautiful mutant powers. Well, on his revelation, he got nothing that, that you know of. That he says, he says he doesn't have any powers that have manifested themselves. Now, I personally think something will manifest later i i think he knows what his powers are Mm -hmm. he's pretending to be one of the uh repressed masses right right well it makes sense too because if you're going to have a villain you need to have a a respectable villain you know one that you you feel actually could be uh a real threat you know because if not there's really no drama there so if you have all these people with powers then you have somebody with none it's like mm, i think the powers people are going to win well at, at least in the first two episodes he's doing a good job of kicking the powered people's asses okay it's like in the superman universe you gotta respect the fuck out of lex luther because he's going against super god man right with only his puny human body mm-hmm. and his and, wit and his brain and his, his bald head and his bald head <laughs> And he constantly confounds Superman. Right. You know, you want to say, yay, there's at least one human on this planet worth a shit. And he's evil as fuck? No, he's a... <laughs> well, history... In, as Donald insane... Trump would point out, history will tell us all if you're good or bad. <laughs> yeah. Well, he doesn't say that. I say that. So I'm getting the feeling that there's not a strong recommendation for Inhumans at this point. We want it to get good. It would be nice if it got good, but I don't see how it can get good if it continues the storyline of okay. the monarchy trying to resume power and put everything back. So we might have to really pull an Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. where the second season saves it. Um, yeah, because the, the first season is just them trying to get power back. So Okay. Um, at least from what we can tell. Now, yeah. maybe that, that's half the season, and then the second half the season... Maybe, maybe the non-mutants on the dark side of the moon get to come down to Earth and be free and live above ground. Something like that. Instead of working in the mines. Working in a coal mine. Going down. Going down. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's worse on the moon, too. Exactly. Well, I guess you could move heavier loads. You could. Of but course, I, it's really cold most of the yeah. time on the moon. So, I mean, side, if I you mm-hmm. had to... And then there's all that Pink Floyd music yes. all the time. Right. All the time. All the time. Can't escape it. <laughs> if you were trying to protect your city and you were looking for some place to put it, why choose the moon? It's kind of dumb. I mean... I mean, the darks of the moons. To me, I would have said, the hey, orb- let's try Mars. Let's put our city on Mars. Right. The orbit of the moon, at least... It keeps the dark side always hidden to the planet on telescopes and stuff. But we've advanced beyond telescopes now. Yeah, we have 
satellites that orbit the moon and take pictures and sniff for radio emissions and do all sorts of stuff. Yeah, you cannot hide on the dark side of the moon anymore. True, and playing Pink Floyd all the time is a, kind of a dead giveaway. You know, well, uh, yeah, for the, the radio. <laughs> You're going to pick that up all the time. Roger Waters wrote nothing. Yeah. He just took the ambient sounds of the dark side of the moon. <laughs> he even said it in one of the albums. So, so I'm guessing that's part humans, of... I hope isn't a pass, but... I, I want it to get better. Okay, but right now... Right now, it's On a scale of rough. one to five, you give it a... Give it a five. As in... As oh, in no, no. horrible. One to five? One to five. One to five, I'd give it a two and a half. Roger, you're, you're splitting going like, meh. It's very meh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm rooting for Ramsey Bolton. So okay. I don't know how that factors in. Well, okay. Now, that actually could become interesting because if the rebellion succeeds and he moves the Inhumans back to Earth, then you have real conflict. You have the Inhumans wanting to establish a kingdom on Earth and uh, the people of Earth freaking the fuck out. Now, that sounds interesting. Yeah, and when the kingdom gets established on, on, on a... On a contentious point of the planet then you can have like human suicide bombers and people like fighting against the installed government saying they have no right here that's like almost never happened before in history has it no no that's that's pretty far (laughs) you're making that up how would someone create a government out of nothing and then force it on the people that that just would never work it would just (laughs) it would just be constantly in opposition. Yeah, that that would never happen no, in real life. No, that's a it's a good idea though. Maybe they can maybe they can force them down Wakanda's throat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> did you see Did you see the promos for uh, Black Panther? I did. Yes, I did see the promos for Black Panther. It was confusing, like where Wakanda is. <laughs> did you see that? Yes. It was like a lot of people think Wakanda is this, and this chief export is arts and crafts but really wakanda's a a a beautiful african nation that's covered in mist apparently all the time secret mist a veil but it's really the only place in the whole wide world where wakandans aka black people have black people paradise true but the funny part is is if it's misty all the time you don't think they would actually be black people right isn't that historically how it's gone it would be albino fox. Yes. Yes. <laughs> if, if you're shrouded by clouds, you turn white over the centuries. You, you do not need to be dark. The sun is not attacking you. Okay, so the pigment is actually a protection against ultraviolet rays. True. And yeah. mist but, or water absorbs infrared. Right. It doesn't absorb ultraviolet. Still, ultraviolet it's usually, pierces right through the still, clouds. Still, the cloud usually protects against sun in general. No. So... Clouds don't block ultraviolet. So then it was mostly location in relation to the equator that determines your pigment. Yes. Because the further up, the further away from the sun you are, and the less UV your genetics have absorbed over the millennia. Hence, pale people from the north. From the north. Yes. Or the south. Very south. Yes. Or the very south. Those those uh those damn uh, penguin eaters. Yeah. Are you talking about seals now? In, in Antarctica. Did you say penguinators? Penguin eaters. Oh, okay. They eat the penguins. All right. They almost hunted them to extinction. I in think the, penguinators would be hunt. more interesting. Penguinator. Penguinator? Penguinator. Is that like the Terminator for penguins? Sure, that could happen. 
I'm still the, this is still a seal. Seals be jacking penguins all the time. Seals eat everybody. <laughs> Especially penguins. Seals are ravenous about eating penguins. Yes. That's and a, fish. Yeah, penguinators. And pretty much anything about the size of a penguin gets eaten by a seal. That's probably true. So we're talking about cyborgs now. Cyborg, cyborg seals? Because that sounds like an excellent point to segue into the Justice League. Is the cyborg a seal, or does he like to eat penguins? Oh, <laughs> well, he's one of the main characters in uh, You would never Justice know League. it from any of that bullshit on the previews and stuff. It looks like he gets like three lines and is also rad. You know, it's just like somebody who's pumping up the Justice League. And why the hell does the Justice League have to have Cyborg? Justice League has had a ton of great characters, and why Cyborg? Silence. Nobody knows. Uh, Because somebody thought robots were cool. I would have been happy with Blue Beetle. (laughs) You've been trying to get Blue Beetle for forever. I am. I have. I have been trying to get Blue Beetle in a fucking movie for the longest time. (laughs) It's like a yearly. It's not a yearly time. It's like every six months. It's like, oh, let's talk about Blue Beetle being in a movie again. See, Booster Gold's a hard sell because he's from the future. He comes to the past to make something special out of himself because he's a lazy fuck, I guess. But Blue Beetle, Blue Beetle's interesting. Why do we need Cyborg? Cyborg is almost... Well, Cyborg introduces what? The Mother Boxes thing? Okay. I'm, I'm going to say yes. Which is a dark side item. Did you guys see the extended cut for <clears throat> Superman versus Batman? Or Batman v Superman? The extended I, I, cut. I saw the, was it director's cut or extended cut? Whatever yeah. they called it. It was like 20 extra minutes of footage yeah, or something. Yeah, where Lex was communicating in the goo yes. with the guy. And yeah. it had the mother boxes. Was that what that was supposed to be? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But yeah. I have not seen it. He's coming was a dark side reference at the end. Okay. Yes. Okay, you're right. Yes. And now I do remember what you're talking about. Yes, I do recall that. So is Cyborg? I, I don't recall the previews well enough to know. Is that what gets in the powers or whatever? Okay. Whatever. We got Aquaman. We got Wonder Woman. We got Batman. We got Superman. We got Flash. And we got... Cyborg. I can think of a lot more iconic characters than Cyborg. For Justice League. Yeah. Okay. So why do you think Cyborg's in there? What's your personal theory? I have no clue. They you, wanted a human that wasn't super rich Batman. Well, What's we your have Batman. superpower? Well, we I'm have, really rich. But we have Batman. Well, he's really rich and people can't identify. People can't identify with the super smart guy. Oh, wait a minute. No. That's why I can't identify with Batman. Right. <laughs> so, even more reason why it should have been Blue Beetle. He's not but we didn't, super we didn't, smart. We didn't get Blue Beetle, though. We got, we we got, got Cyborg. Cyborg. So, we, so there has to be a reason that they chose Cyborg. Well, I mean, there's an obvious reason they didn't choose Blue Beetle. Okay. Because nobody knows the fuck who Blue Beetle is. <laughs> Except for CJ. Except for CJ. And... Well, you may argue that no one really knows who Cyborg is. I think everybody... they know he's a fucking cyborg. Well, there there is that, but I think there there's possibly a marketing reason. 
because nobody owns Cyborg right now? No. What's the possible marketing? Okay, reason? let's let's do a head count of who we got in in Justice League right now. For, in the movie, we got Flash, we got Batman, we got Superman, and kind of. we got Aquaman, we got Wonder Woman. Okay, mm-hmm. that's the core. That's the core, right? Do we do we we don't have a Green Lantern, right? Nope. No, we don't. If have you a Green look Lantern. at the hero shot on yeah. all the web pages, yeah, flip, it, flip it over, um, so I don't have to Google. It shows. Flash, uh-huh. Cyborg, Wonder Woman, and Aquaman. Okay. Who's conspicuously non-present? Superman and Batman. And Cyborg. No, oh, Cyborg's wait, there. there. <laughs> He's right there, dude. Oh, There's only like four people on the screen. <laughs> he, look, I, I, he, he looked like the car. He looked like the car. He's not a transformer, dude. He's a cyborg. He looks more like a transformer. You just he said he's a transformer. That is ridiculous. So, so if you're talking about name recognition and stuff, though, you know who would have been better to put in there? Wonder Twins. People I, would lose their shit if you put the Wonder Twins in there. You're not going to get the Wonder Twins if you don't even think people know who Cyborg is. More people know the Wonder Twins than the Cyborg. I don't know about that. I, I, don't, think, I don't think so. Wonder Twin powers activate. Form Shape of... of. Blockbuster movie fuckers. That's what it is. <laughs> but it far from stops at imaging rates. Correct. Reduces. It does, which would still, reduce. still, still over time <laughs> was correct. It's just it's just clarifying something earlier. Clouds do block UV rays. Reduce. Reduce, which is still a form of blocking. So I just had to I just had to internet and improve my point. It took him fifteen minutes to Google that, but uh... I know I was googling some other things actually as well. Sorry, I was like checking Amazon at one point. Oh. I know. Okay, anyways, the whole point the whole point of So Green Lantern was historically a member of the Justice League. He is one of the League. primary he members. He should be in there. He should be in there and I and I wonder why he is not. Because the Ryan Reynolds movie. I, I'm guessing that's the case. <laughs> but, but we've talked about it. Have we talked about it before on the podcast? I don't know. I, I, I believe that movie was severely under Valued. It is severely undervalued. And the worst part about that is the movie that they would have made after that would have been a great movie. Oh, it would have been Sinestro. Yes. I mean, that movie really set up Sinestro. Yes. And if you think Green Lantern didn't do well because Green Lantern was goofy, I challenge you to read the motherfucking comics because right. there's some goofy-ass shit in That's Green Lantern. That powers. is true. That is very true. And overall... um. If it is some sort of, uh, you know, studio kind of worries that Green Lantern wouldn't sell, I don't think it would matter because you have Wonder Woman, which just did great at the box office, and Batman's a historically good draw. Superman does okay at the box office every time. So I don't think if you have those three characters in the movie, you're going to say, oh, shit, Green Lantern's in there. Fuck that shit. I'm not going. I swear to God. I'm not going. You write... You write Hal Jordan out. You bring John Stewart in. You cast him with Idris Elba and that mm. green, versus Sinestro that we already got, and that mm. Green Lantern's gonna be ass kicking. Mm. Yeah, I like the John Stewart Green Lantern. Okay, and they could have brought in a John Stewart Green Lantern even in this movie. 
Just like I really wanted to see the Dennis Leary Guy Gardner Green Lantern, <laughs> even though he's getting old as fuck. <laughs> You've been saying that for a while now. Too. I it's have. A standard he's going to be way CJ. too old. Yeah, yeah. My idea of what I want to see in movies is, well, a little bit off. Mm, odd. Mm, mm, but yeah. but you want you want to let's say an insult comic to be Guy Gardner, I, which I could see. Uh-huh. I could definitely see that. Anyways, the point I'm trying to make with with Cyborg is I think they wanted a, a well a, an African American or a, a black guy in the film too to expand your audience. Well, you could have gone Green Lantern then. You John could. Stewart. You could. That would have been a kick ass Green Lantern. I think it would have. So if that's the case, then is there some sort of plot ramification? Is DC really less populated in its uh, heroes of color than Marvel? I mean, Marvel's been rewriting their shit lately to make everybody. They have. You got well. They've and tried I, to do. I, and I hate that because give Correct. me some new characters of color. I agree. That's even better. I agree. I want. I want more new characters right? instead of rehashing the same ones over and over. Well, it's, I mean, this kind of touches back to what they did with Fantastic Four, right? Yeah, they just recast the characters. Yes, even though it makes no logical sense. Right. But and, you're, and you're racist for assuming that correct. Um, Sue and Johnny can't be brothers in different colors. Right, right. Apparently that makes you racist. It does. Okay. But, I mean, here's the I, thing. You, you only ask that if you're white and you're racist. <laughs> But here's the here's the deal. You you grow up. You have a character. That's the bigger point. Yeah, it's the character you grew up with. Correct. Now they're changing it. Right. And they're saying you're a racist for being upset. Right. And this is what you grew up with. Right. And this is what you identify with. This is your Spider Man. Like you can't be not my Spider Man now. You know. No. No. Uh, otherwise, you do that. like all those Republicans and saying <laughs> Obama's not my president. <laughs> but so, what about Green Arrow? Wouldn't he have been a perfect? Edition, they have a Green Arrow television Oliver series. Queen. We have the Flash television series. We're just we're taking characters that already have. Yeah, established the Green Arrow doesn't base. play well with others. He, he, he in a way in the doesn't. Justice League for years. He did, yeah. but and he's, he always had. That, his, that's like saying Black Widow doesn't play well with others. That's true. That is that's still very got, true. That's, they, that's they a good still point. got their same. Yeah, I have this specific right. view, but I work with these people Correct. to get this thing done. Because sometimes you know the need is so great that you you join in, even though that is not your historical right, right. modus operandi. And, and that really makes the super teams much more dynamic and interesting. Right. You don't want because you, you don't want a team of of buddies who always like, get along. Yeah, that's boring. They're like, oh, great, great fight, high five, yeah. give hugs. It's like it's like high five, Batman. We did it again. Yeah. We're yeah. off on the road to injustice. <laughs> yeah, you really want that Avengers. Thor Hulk thing like they stand each other and then the Hulk punches Thor (laughs) (laughs) very true and if I mean we talked about I don't know if we talked about it as a podcast but I know you and I have talked about it CJ the the Flash and the um, Green Arrow well now just Arrow TV shows that they they could have used the Flash because from the show because they have the Flash in the movie yeah but you're it's like the Hollywood thing. You can't cast the same person because that's something you get for free every week. That's, ex- that's exactly the Hollywood philosophy is you do not do television if you do movies because mm-hmm. then people can see you for free. So why are they going to pay to see you? They're not. Well, yes. You, they, apparently they do because there's this show that came out with called The Inhumans, which well, was two episodes. Well, we didn't <laughs> see them. So we paid to see them early. True. So th- that's the deal. Yeah. yeah, that was early access. I mean. You paid for early access. Okay. And. 
Um, you know, I was talking to CJ at the time. Uh, Doctor Who does this. They take the premiere of the show or some uh, some rebroadcast of a special, and they'll do it in IMAX. Yeah, well, yeah. Doc- and they, yeah. Make, they make it an a event. True, and I mean, there, there, they do. The Doctor it. Who fans are a weird lot. For you know, <laughs> fan of a BBC style production, that's so funny. I mean, that, you're, like, you're like, like, okay, those nerds, those Doctor Who nerds those are Doctor weird. Who nerds, those, like, <laughs> our <laughs> nerd stuff is normal, but those Doctor Who nerds are a special type uh, of nerd. I am married to a Doctor uh, a Who Whovian. <laughs> a Whovian, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I I don't know. And she is a hardcore Whovian. Yeah, yeah I, I'm a, I'm a Red Dwarf fan. I'm not a Doctor Who fan. I like my science fiction with a little bit of sarcasm and a lot of irreverence. And Doctor Who is not an irreverent sci-fi series at all. In fact, the reverence is very high for Doctor Who. Whovians are practically religious. It, it's it's a cult. Yes. yes, yes, it is. It's the cult of Who. <laughs> And those evil little R2-D2 robots? It's Cult Hulu. I just killed the room yeah. with that one. I just let one All the people on the PAG podcast that were listening just turned it off right there. Doctor Who, it. fuck that shit. Yeah. He was like that. They're like, I was out until Hulu, man. That just killed the fucking podcast. <laughs> delete, delete, delete. <laughs> Uh, unsubscribe. Yeah, that was it. Oh, if you like that Doctor Who uh, reference, or you didn't like it, please leave a review on iTunes. <laughs> we really need some reviews on iTunes. Yes, any review. Like, I hate these guys. Yeah. Oh gosh. <laughs> if we got a lot of negative reviews on iTunes, that would be so awesome. <laughs> You're like, I want a review. Any review, good, yes, bad, yeah. indifferent, whatever. <laughs> these guys suck. I don't know what the fuck they're doing. All right, review that on iTunes. So we've kind of touched into a slightly different science fiction topic that we don't usually talk about. Who? Okay, Whovians. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I was, and I, I grew up um, a Star Trek: The Next Generation fan, which is, of course, not Who, but it's different than what we've been talking about recently, which is more Star Trek, or excuse me, Star Wars and whatnot. But the reason I was thinking about Star Trek was I turned on Enterprise for the first time in like forever last night. Oh, Scott Bakula. Yes, and I was realized how horrible it was. It, it was a terrible show. Yeah, and then I got you to wanted it to be good, and then it you yes, so and then and then on top of all of that, like I started thinking about other horrible Star Treks that I've seen, like Voyager. Voyager, Voyager, Voyager was bad. And Deep Space Nine Deep Space wasn't Nine. was pretty bad too. I loved Deep Space yeah, fuck Nine. Fuck you, dude. Okay, Deep Space Nine. The the it, it was the a, pilot it was a, episode was ridiculous. Uh-huh. <clears throat> the, the amazing engineer had to uh, suddenly think of this incredible way to move an entire space station <laughs> that no one had ever thought of before so that they could sit on top of this uh, nexus point. Yes. Um, that was dumb. Yeah. But the, the, what, but, but a Star Trek space station that served a purely political function, I liked. Yes, mm-hmm. but it, it was the pilot episode that killed it for me. I mean, okay. Uh, well, they got batshit crazier after that. But I really love the whole political interaction of the, you know the federation and the native species you, you know the, the reason that i you, you know one of the reasons that i like and kanye yes. kardashian <laughs> the, one of the reasons i was able to get through quite a bit of deep space nine quark the ferengi yes that yeah. guy was the best part of deep space nine the ferengi were prior to that stupid right right and not interesting but not then at all. you had you developed a whole 
societal point of right. view that was represented in kind of Quarks, one character. Quarks yeah. Place. yeah. So, but the, 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 the question I wanted to ask was what series is the worst series of Star Trek in your opinion? So we'll do a round robin. So wow, Voyager, really, really Voyager started out pretty Robin. rough, but it got better. Okay, I didn't stick around for the last two seasons of Voyager. Voyager okay. was worse. Let's let's say when Seven of Nine got there, it got it got better. Well, yeah, hot Just, girl. Yeah, yeah, oh my god, right? <laughs> it was a hot girl, but yeah, there were. I don't know how long it took for her to get there, but it was way too long. <laughs> Sounds like as a science fiction fan, you're still reduced to your base instincts. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't argue that. Yeah. Okay, so you're saying your your least favorite series is to watch and rewatch. If you had to rewatch an episode, if you were going to be tortured for for in life, mm-hmm. what Star Trek series would they have to play over and over again and force you to watch? Yeah, I'm going to go Voyager. Voyager, okay. Yeah, Voyager. Voyager. See, I haven't yet to make it through the final season of Enterprise. But it would definitely be between Enterprise and Voyager. Well, yeah, and Voyager. mostly what I hate about Voyager is Janeway. No, I don't. I liked her. You liked Janeway? No, I, I didn't like. Janeway. I, I didn't like Janeway at all. Well, you know, you guys are misogynists. No, it's not that. I, it's not. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm totally down with uh, objectifying women. No, 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 Okay. In, oh. in many as long as she looks hot. situations, no, she doesn't have to be hot. Um, the, I'll tell you. The, go ahead. I let you finish your thought. And I'll tell you the reason why I hate Janeway. I, she just didn't have that commanding presence. Um, she she didn't have my respect. She didn't. Uh, I well, know. it's because the first thing she should have done that first season is she should have fucking. Uh, Jetted um, all the uh, the traitors. Fuck yeah, yeah that yeah. was a problem. Not like coming to terms with them and like okay, let's be half and half and be like, you know what, we're lost on, on the far side of the galaxy, and your ass is spinning that in the brig, because I would eject you from the airlock, Chicote. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right? Fuck you. I'm not going to trust you with the laser behind me and backing me up because. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that was bullshit. The re- the reason and th- no military person would have said, well. We're all um, on the far side of the shit now, so let's come together and hug it out, and we'll deal with this when we get back. Yeah. Yeah, and then they get back, and everybody's cool with each other. What? Yeah. You're like, you, you did something wrong. You need to pay for your, for your crimes. Yeah, not a little bit wrong. It was, it was yeah, mutiny. Right. The reason that I don't it like... It wasn't fucking over strawberries. <laughs> no. And the reason that I don't like Janeway is kind of what you had mentioned about her presence, but... Overall, it's like they tried so hard to force it that she's like an equal of Picard. You know, like she's this, you know, very... They, they made a lot of references yes, to Picard. Yeah, like like she's on his level and she is like this great captain, like the best captain in Dude, Starfleet. Picard's not even on Picard's level. I mean, Picard's <laughs> legend got more and more grandiose over time. Yes. Like he was this great, the greatest thing out of the Academy since Kirk. Right. Then he becomes Locutus. Right. Then he <laughs> defeats the Borg. Right. Then he gets really batshit crazy. I'm just like, 
what the fuck? Yeah. But the thing of it is, is, is maybe it's the Patrick Stewart's performance, but you, you can see that this is a highly respected guy. He, you can buy into that. This guy is actually a badass. Whereas there's nothing that Janeway ever does in the series that ever commands that respect. Like, like she is that good. Well, with Picard though, they do the standard hero storytelling where, the great mm-hmm. things that our heroes accomplished were always at a loss, mm-hmm. a personal loss to him. So he did this awesome thing. Yeah. But it really took a piece of his soul or it made right. him feel weaker or more powerless. Right. right? You know, mm-hmm. Superman's awesome. He could save the world, right? Mm-hmm. But he's alone. You know, he's lost everything. And he could not do anything to change that. And then he can't protect everybody all the time. So Superman's strength is not as strong and great as he is. He's not as strong and great as he thinks he needs to be. Right. And on top of that, like like you said, once again, they're trying to make Janeway this kind of badass in, in her in Yeah, in and a we way. didn't get any loss from her. We didn't get no. any sacrifice. She's mm-hmm. got a ship. She doesn't have family, whatever, you know. It's not like, as a woman, they had a chance to tell a story of, now I'm on the far side of the universe. I'll right. never get back. And maybe I had kids. Right. Maybe, I, you know, they were about to have grandkids. I don't know how my children are. Mm-hmm. They, they could have done something really strong and, and wrapped up in her gender. Mm-hmm. But they just totally missed that. So you wanted them to to do a Ripley and have her have children and grandchildren that she never knew. Well, Ripley got batshit crazy in the series. <laughs> you know, the, the Ripley, the clone Ripley, the other yeah. alien clone how many, Ripley. How many Ripleys were there? I lost count. Um, but I like I had more respect as for Riker actually as more of a badass than, than Janeway. I mean, he came up with that great strategy and best, best of both worlds to even full Picard, which they do reference later on in the episode of how unique that was and how unexpected it was. And I loved, I loved Riker's reasoning for staying as a first officer. First officer. Like I'd rather be a first officer on the greatest starship in the fleet. Yeah. than captain anything less. Right. So, I, 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 like I said, I just never bought into that. And, th- and then now going into Enterprise, the other reason I hate that, or I wouldn't say hate, that's a strong word, don't like that show, is because all of the characters seem flat to me. Yeah. And, mm. and I think because they, they, they wrote themselves into a corner from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. You know, that set things that had to happen, couldn't happen. Right. And, and they were just playing in a box. Mm-hmm. And they didn't know how to push those boundaries. Sometimes... When you, <clears throat> when you tell a grand story, when you have to save the Earth all the time, and then you have <clears> to make it smaller, and you have to take it into Harlem or Hell's Kitchen, then it's really hard to make that story exciting, you know? Then you're stuck fighting your old friend or somebody in a power suit punching you. As, <laughs> as, <laughs> you know, you're fighting politics and politicians and drug dealers and a nightclub and some little story, and you don't know what to do with it. That I, I, I'm, I'm this is so like a different topic. Go ahead, let's finish Star I, I Trek first. I think at first. this point we have sort of segued into the Defenders. Well, we've segued into Luke Cage, if nothing else, <laughs> not necessarily the Defenders, but what would probably I would probably then segue into the Defenders. So it's like an in a double segue. Yeah, it had, there was a chance for this to be a like a fluid segue. Yeah, but instead we shine a light on it. Yeah. and and sweep all the crumbs out from under the rug so we all can see. But, yeah, I thought Luke Cage was a real tough series to watch. Yeah, I just, I hated the uh, uh, the enemy. Some guy wearing 
uh, power suit, a power augmentation suit that was. I I've drug dealers and a dirty politician in a mm-hmm. nightclub in Harlem. It just really felt like we were watching a modernized superhero version of Harlem Nights. So without and, all the funniness of Eddie Murphy. And the uh, the special bullets yeah. uh, <laughs> that came out in. Within the first couple episodes, mm. Luke Cage, he can't, his skin can't be pierced. Oh, except for these special bullets that we yeah. have. And everybody has these. Everybody that, that hates Luke Cage has these special bullets. So, Yet, he still does not get shot all too often with those special bullets. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, just once or twice is pretty horrific, but... But but the, but the deal is when bullets hurt you, you don't want to get hit any time. He's, he's like, you only got shot twice. How many times have you been shot, motherfucker? I mean, but sir, the deal is, you can actually get shot by having shot those twice. bullets in there. You do not now have a loot cage that can rampage through a building. You don't have a loot cage that can go beat up fifty people in the second to the last episode. Oh wait, but he did right. He kept doing that. Mm. You know, you negate his bulletproofness by introducing his bullets. But did they really use that as a story well, device? They, they didn't. After he got shot and healed, it wasn't a problem again. Now, if the guy in the power suit was not just punching him, but he also had the bullet thing, that would have been something scary. But yeah. Luke Cage, we never felt like Luke Cage was in danger again after the episode where he was shot. And he, we should have always felt like he was in danger. I honestly think the series got worse the longer it ran. Like you, you, you get set up in this kind of well, yeah, like culminated seedy, with the fight with the power suit right. guy. That was totally it, the worst. It, it had this kind of seedy, you know, back world kind of gritty streets feel to start with. And even if you don't feel like Luke Cage himself is being threatened, you could see the people he cares about is being threatened, like pops and whatnot. But I felt like Copperhead, which was the nightclub owner, I thought he would put, had the potential to be a better villain than just Power Suit Man. Who I can't even remember the guy's name. He was such a paper mache villain. <laughs> what, what was his name? Can anybody remember? Parasuit Man is, is <laughs> it's, it's probably better. It says than everything he had, that you need yeah. to know. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. like I said, I remember Copperhead's name because he was oh black. His name was Diamond Head. His name was Diamond, Diamond Head. Diamond, Diamond Back. Back. Yeah. Oh, because it was a snake theme. Yes, Copperhead. Was, right. Uh, Diamond Back mm-hmm. and Shades. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> You had one fucking theme and you dropped it on the third character. <laughs> Just because you wore shades. Like, we're like, nah, we're done with the snake thing already. <laughs> but like I said, Copperhead felt like he was this very much street oriented, like, you know, seedy underworld thing. And he came out and he was a goofy fucker. Well, he wasn't super goofy. In a way, he was. But it felt like, okay, I can buy this as like kind of a gang, you know, underworld thing. And then, like I said, it, it and then they kill him off. And then they make it this whole, like, once again, just kind of weird power suit man thing. And it was just like, this is just worse. Like, I, I am this untouchable gang leader, mm-hmm. this, this kingpin type guy. Right. But you know what? I just, I, just, I just lose it. I put my power suit on. And I'm just going to go punch the guy myself. <laughs> Pretty much. But you don't, if you're this powerful gang leader, why don't you have 100 guys right behind you also punching the guy? Yeah. Who cares if they have power suits? Because when Luke kills them, because he doesn't pull his punches because he's fighting the power suit guy, and then he accidentally smashes a few skulls <laughs> because he doesn't know who to pull his punch on or not. Right. I mean, that, that creates a different whole dynamic there. Like, instead of, like, this whole quiet man, 
end of the movie fight where they're like going to this location fighting, going to this location fighting, going to this location fighting. You know? Yeah. He, he you could have done something much more interesting than they did. Right, and they also had to pull this whole thing in that he's like his half brother. That was fucking stupid. Yeah, they 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 because they felt like okay, Power Suit Man kind of sucks too. So we're gonna make him his half brother too to give it a more, I don't know a more uh, personal or stronger storytelling vibe. Yeah, yeah, increase the pathos. Yeah, but they didn't do any of that for us in the preceding episode. Exactly, they should have always said, you know, Luke does this because of his feelings that happened with this person when they're younger. You know, and and you might, I think he might have actually alluded to something mm-hmm. in any of the dialogue right but it was so vague yeah. you didn't feel it no and, and like i said that's to me why the the episodes get worse the longer you go i i would have much rather had that they stayed with kind of the original theme of it even if they the problem was they probably they didn't have legs to extend that out no, for how many other episodes but that was a much better series than power suit man in fact like like i said i don't i still don't know his original name I, like i said we figured out his snake name but like what his actual character uh, name is so I, I don't know. if they would have gave us some of that childhood rivalry and protection mm-hmm. and stuff in the very first episode and right. then routinely tied that to a theme of the episode mm-hmm. i mean let's go back to you know writing television 101 right you right. know and, and give us a theme to the story and if a flashback has to happen every time at the very beginning to give us the theme to that story then that makes it more cohesive if not a bit cheesy but at this point you forego the cheesiness and you end up with all the cheese at the end it's <laughs> like an apple pie with the cheese on top of the it's a lot of cheese it's a lot of cheese yeah yeah I agree. But Luke Cage became a member of the Defenders. And I really like the way the the series The Defenders started coming about because everybody didn't want to join together. True. And that's what we're talking about with the Justice League. We don't want the Justice League to be the hug league. Yes. Right? We don't want the the Defenders don't want to all hug each other. They don't want to hug it out. And Luke Cage and Iron Fist are Except for maybe Luke Cage and Jessica Jones. They might hug it out. They have hugged it out. Yeah, they've they've done they've done the front hug at least <laughs> a couple <laughs> times. Yeah, the horizontal hug, the horizontal hug. And um, <clears throat> did you guys see Iron Fist? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Now you're talking smack about Luke Cage. Okay. Iron I, Fist is more ridiculed than Luke Cage is across well, the board. Yeah, deservedly. Yes. Iron Fist got bogged down for. Three or so episodes about, like, I'm the guy who came back and I want to get my rich company back. And let's go have meetings with lawyers about that. It's, it was so much of, I'm doing this, or I have to do this, or I want to do this because I'm the Iron Fist. And it comes down to me, it, the entire show involved way too much whining. There yes. Was, there was a lot of whining. <laughs> People whining, especially... Um, you know, I know why they had to have the wine because they had the cheese okay. with with Luke Cage. They need some wine. You know the deal with. So the, you're saying it was a proper pairing? Yes. You got the wine. You got the cheese. The deal about the Iron Fist. Though, there was there was it, it, the whining in Iron Fist was thematic. It was uh, mm-hmm. Danny whining that he lost his parents. Yes. And he lost his company. Mm-hmm. And then it was his his childhood friend rival whining that he wasn't really in control his secret dead daddy was in control right and his dead daddy whining because he wasn't really in control because to stay alive the hand was in control right. and then his buddy from shell i can't remember what's the name of the where the the, the shangri-la shell shell shangri-la 
it's just it's just escaped out of my head. I had it a second ago. <laughs> it's Shangri La. No, it is not no. Shangri La. <laughs> Shall. Um, Shall Shall Hala. No. <laughs> That's where Iron Thor is uh, from. <laughs> Shall Hala. Iron Thor. <laughs> but then his friend from where where we'll Google the name later and insert it. Is like, like whining Shangri-Lala. that he that his friend is whining that he's not the Iron Fist. Yeah, there, you don't deserve to be of... the Iron Fist because you're a white guy. Come crash here and you take my Iron Fist away from me when I'm supposed to be the leader of Shangri Lala. <laughs> Kunlun. Yeah, Kunlun. There you go. It's not Shangri. It's, it's not. Sh- it's Shangri La. We know Kunlun's supposed to be Shangri La. Yeah, well. And then. Then his, his wasn't one. even close. No, we all failed. Okay, um, especially me on that one. Um, and then his girlfriend, whose name I can't remember either. You, you know what the other? I've so forgotten that series because it was so bad. Like she grew up with the hand. Yes, and she's and all the hand isn't what she thought the yes, hand was supposed to be. And so her she's daddy sad. issues, her yeah. trainer issues are also daddy issues. Right, Miss Iron Fist is totally fucking a daddy issue whining yeah. series. Yeah. And okay. Um, so you had two Jessicas. You had Jessica, his uh, his sister-in-law. No, what, what the hell was she? Um, well, she'd be well, Colleen. Yeah, Colleen Wing. Well, Colleen, Colleen, what, Colleen Wing. That's it. Um, that was that was Jessica Henwick from Henwick. Game of Thrones. Yeah, and she, then you had uh, Jessica Stroop. Yes, who was, um, was Joy? Joy, yeah, Joy. Meacham. Joy, Joy, Meacham. Joy yeah. Meacham, who's set to become. The next major villain in Iron Fist. Kind of like. Well, I mean, they went to. Well, Kung Lung is like messed up in his like vision. You know, when they try to go back to Kung Lung, mm-hmm. it's all it's all well, it's like supposed thrash. to be destroyed. It is supposed to be destroyed because he left the gate. Right, and the whole theory was it was the hand. But then we watched the defenders. Now we have a good segue into the defenders that it was the hand that did it. Right, but we know from the defenders it was not the hand. So who the hell messed up Kung Lung? And I think they'll be the villain in season two, with potentially Joy being a more of a minor irritant it was villain. The Coke brothers, <laughs> <laughs> they fracked Kung Lung. <laughs> so another annoying thing about Iron Fist, I, I thought his tattoo sucked. Why? Why is it? Did tat- it not look realistic? It, it did your not chest look like. Better it did not look like the tattoo that I have ever seen in any of the, the comic books. Okay. I thought it was this kind of wimpy, misshaped sort of thing. <laughs> Your tattoo sucks, man. <laughs> and he whined too much. Yes. <laughs> he whined and his tattoo sucked. Uh, well, was it was it applied as a tattoo on... On the show, did he get it when he no, took the he, dragon's heart, and did it just manifest as his power as he got the power? Well, he because they didn't really talk about it at all. I don't think they showed the, how he the gets tattoo the tattoo. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he has it when he's back in you know New York, but how it came about? Did it just appear after he you know when punched the dragon? I don't know. So yeah, I, I mean, I don't have a problem with the tattoo. I mean, the comic <laughs> book it wasn't like really crazy anyway, right? I mm. I just don't think it looks like the comic book tattoo. I think it's. I don't think it's that different. I think it, it looks it's too effeminate. Little, it's a little, yeah, it's a little wispy, a little calligraphy like, and not bold like Batman. Mm-hmm. But it, 
comic book look alarmingly close to Batman. <laughs> now, now. So we, then we got Jessica Jones, who's in the Defenders, <clears throat> only because she punches stuff real hard. Yeah, she's good at punching. She's also stuff. maybe bulletproof. Well, mm, she, no. no. <clears throat> we 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 haven't shown her be bulletproof yet. No, no. She's definitely not yeah. supposed to be bulletproof in this show. No, so, they, they, and we got Daredevil, who's definitely not bulletproof. The not one bulletproof. thing I love about Daredevil is when he goes all fucking, um, all goes, um, what's that well, running shit? Um, parkour. parkour. Yeah, okay. Right? <laughs> when Daredevil's doing his parkour stuff, you really feel the gravity of his body, right? He doesn't feel like he's being pulled on wires and everything. It, right. You know, he jumps up and climbs a ladder. You feel like he's climbing a ladder. Right. Right. Like the stunt man is actually doing this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not yeah. like that stupid show you like. I like how you like <laughs> I I like how you had your fingers running around on your surface. You're like, Oh, he's doing this this stuff and I'm are, like Are you banging on into the badlands again? Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like Wire Foo is bad on I'm into like, the badlands. What the hell is he doing? That's like the Daredevil <laughs> wire foo is perfect. <laughs> Probably because there's no wire. Yeah. So you know, parkour doesn't use wires. I hope not. Yeah, did you watch Into the Badlands? I did not. Their their wirefu was ridiculous. Their, their wirefu sucks. Yeah, it's, it's like, weak. It, their wirefu is weak. It's like 1960s Hong Kong uh-huh. cinema wirefu. That's yeah. exactly what it is. <laughs> it's what it's supposed to be. It's awesome. It makes me not feel it. That's why I, I could give a shit about the fight sequences in Into the Badlands. And if they didn't have any more fight sequences, I wouldn't care. I, I still watch, but mostly because right. of. Whatever, it's it's the plantations in the future. <laughs> um, but that aside, so we got Jessica Jones mm-hmm. who's fighting with these people because she promised the little girl that she would find the person who killed her daddy, or made right. her daddy kill himself. Electra, it was fucking Electra. I mean, the defenders was the defenders versus Electra and the Hand. Yes, and that was kind of interesting. And Sigourney Weaver being it mm-hmm. as, you know, that super old person. Catherine or Christine or mm-hmm. something with a K. And the way that evolved, that was interesting. And then Electra saying, bullshit, I'm in charge. Yeah. And that kind of went with her, I love to fight, I love to do my own thing with her um, appearance in Daredevil. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't that far out of her character. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I'm killed bad people. You brought me back because I'm the black sky? Yeah. I'm not the black sky to serve you, fucker. <laughs> Right, 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 and and now the hand's mine, unless I want to kill them all. I could do that too. Yeah, yeah. She's very much. Uh, well, I'm gonna just do whatever the hell I want. Yeah, yeah. yeah I make my own rules now. Yeah. And but, she always did make her own rules, mm-hmm. though. But uh, there's gonna be a lot of fucking spoilers if I say anything else more about Alexa. It's all right. It's all right. Because that was some bullshit in there. I mean, her her character direction is questionable the thing the thing that i see with the defenders is they set up the uh the sigourney weaver villain whose name once again i, I probably should google alexandra <laughs> alexandra okay it was alexandra so we have her Who's as a villain Catherine? and then they pull a freaking luke cage on that and kill her off yeah so it's like okay you kind of wondering you know you get your plan set up okay this is kind of the villain this is what their goals are these are our heroes and she's how an equal finger clash. of the hand right she's Who's the, the middle finger of the she's hand. the middle finger of the hand <laughs> and and the other fingers of the hand still kind of like say well you're the strongest one we're doing what you do to work together yeah and it's like oh and then but it's kind of tenuous because there's that point where oh yeah we've tried to kill each other a few times in history before yes. 
but now we're kind of cool with each other because mm-hmm. we're better united. It's like, and we're all semi immortal, and yeah, we're, as long as we don't die, we're semi immortal. Yeah, as long as we get this fluidy shit that from Kung Lung, we're immortal. Uh huh. Yeah, it's like the black juju yeah, drink. So, so, so they're mining the Kool Aid out of Kung Lung, <laughs> <laughs> so that they can live forever, right? Or, st- or be brought back when they die, right. maybe, because there's some type of solution, yeah. and it really is like the blood of a dragon or something in Kung Lung. Right, because they they interdimensionally travel from a hole under the building into the Kunlun Dragon <laughs> Graveyard and and pump out all of the dragon fossil juice. <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> I mean this is much more explanation than you actually get in the no, show. No, no, this is yeah, this is actually us taking time to think about it and analyze it. Whereas you just see random images in the show and you have to guess that's what it is because they say they're getting the essence that's only available right. at Kunlun and they get the last of it. And you see whatever. them pouring and it's some sort of black fluidy yeah, yeah, stuff. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's really fossil fuel from Kung <laughs> it's, it's the dinosaur. It's the dragon fossil See, they fuel. Gotta, they got to frack that shit to get the last of it out. <laughs> so if they can improve their extraction technology, they can, they can carry on. Yeah, they can yeah. live longer. Yeah. Find more dragons, apparently. Find more or dragons, yeah, yeah. That's why know. they need the Iron Fist. <laughs> got to go kill some more dragons. <laughs> you, you, sir, got to go punch a dragon. Because <laughs> we need to live another thousand years. Yeah. Yeah. Go, go take your... his heart, Danny. Yeah. Take his heart. Punch him. Come punch on. Him. One punch the yes. dragon man. <laughs> it's like the old like uh, fantasy games where you got the monk uh-huh. who's got like the quivering palm attack that one yes. punches dragons. You guys ever play that? Yeah. Like like old school like D and D type stuff. Oh yeah. yeah. Like that's why that's why pictures is Danny Rand walking that's, up there. That's really with all the Iron Fist palm. is. <laughs> he just one punches dragons and walks off. <laughs> it's like I'm done, guys. I'm out. Yeah, Kunlun's fucked up. <laughs> So, so who else is in um, the Defenders? It's well, Iron it's, Fist and Luke Cage and Jessica Jones and Daredevil. Daredevil. That's the big four. And then well, you I have mean, you talking about minor characters. Well, then like, you have Stick and Colleen Wing and other yeah, you know, and then um, uh, Trish from. Man, I hope they get the Hercules soon. <laughs> I liked the Hercules when he was in the Defenders. I don't. I, I don't think we will be getting Hercules soon. We got Thor. We can get Hercules. Okay. Now, did we get some Punisher in the Defenders? No. No? No Punisher. No. Punisher don't play well with others. Yeah. He tends to kill people. <laughs> well, yeah, but I'm... He really doesn't play with all... He's not like the Avengers don't play with L with others. He is like, if I don't agree with you, I'm going to kill you. Yeah, if you're not part of the problem... <laughs> nope. Or if you're not part of the, the solution, solution, you get the bullet. <laughs> now, without... Spoiling anything? Does the uh, uh, does the druggy friend Malcolm? Uh, does he get more interesting, or is he just the... no? He's there. Yeah, he, he is there. Right. He does not get more interesting. Doesn't no. get more interesting. No, I was he, hoping that they were going to do something with him. No, he's clean, but that's it. Okay, or at least more clean because he still seems kind of, of off. Yeah, but what's his face made him be a drug addict. So now, right. that, now that he's not being mind influenced, he's not going to actually be a slave to the drugs that his body got used to. Sure. Right? I, apparently. I don't know. He he still seems a little off to me. But, yes, theoretically, he's clean. But, yeah, Jessica Jones, the, the character surrounding Jessica Jones barely made an appearance. Yeah, Trish. And um, the only other one was the lawyer that Carrie Moss plays. And oh, yeah, Hargrove? Yeah. Hargrove? Hargrove? Maybe. That's a name. Yeah. And then you had... Um, Karen and Foggy. Yeah, Karen Page and Foggy. Yeah, They fine. showed up a little bit. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, in a lot of ways, I think that 
they made um, Daredevil kind of the, I want to say like... He's the crux. Yeah, he's like the Iron Man. His universe is the crux because they're all fighting the central Daredevil bad guys, which is the hand. Well, it's Iron Fist central bad guys too, I guess. Well, now. But yes, when we first get introduced to that, you know, universe as a whole, the the, uh, Marvel television, then... It's definitely uh, Daredevil's. It's Daredevil's bad guys because they come into mm-hmm. Hell's Kitchen, try right. to take over. And, and we learned that's because Kingpin was working with the hands. Right. So Kingpin left the door open. Right. And Daredevil had to cut it off. Yes. <laughs> Mixing metaphors that don't make sense. Yeah. Well, I was just letting it go, but since you wanted to take the spotlight and put it on there, you know, whatever, right. whatever works. Yeah. I but so, yeah, it's definitely Daredevil's kind of the lead per so, se. But the, the hand team. has not really been defeated, really. No, a- as we left the finale at the Defenders, all they did was stop the Cone Loan production facilities. They did. They stopped Cone. They stopped mining Cone Loan's magic fossil fuel juice. Madame Gao is still alive. Yeah. Um, Electra, we technically don't know what happened with her. But we see Daredevil. We see Daredevil alive at the very end. That's so, the last scene of... They of, shouldn't have gave us that. I don't think they should have given us that either. I, I think it would have been much more dramatic if they would have left it, that. It made the finale weaker because yes. everyone was being sad, and then we see Matt. Yeah. So you know that Electra got to be alive. He is alive. She's, I, she's the black sky. Yeah. He's just a guy who has been dipped in radioactive juice. <laughs> yes, that can see fire and, and be a super ninja. Yeah. But... um parkour yeah parkour <laughs> so he's so, got good wire foo yeah so it's a blind parkour radiation guy can get out of a fallen building black sky can get out of a you think building. so but she, she could be in cool moon raiding it for all the juice right now maybe because they were in that right transitional we, era well we also don't know where daredevil is at all because it looks like kind of like a church it's true but we don't know where in the universe it is because she, he was how many ever stories underground? Like fifty stories or some stupid amount of stories underground. Yeah, he could be someplace else. He could be. He could be in one of Doctor Strange's facilities. Yeah, it, it make you have absolutely no clue where Daredevil is at, at the end of the finale. But um, did everybody else from the hand die? I know, like I said, we know Gal is alive. Well, you got all the hand people, but oh yeah, the other fingers. Yes, I think that they were down there. Right, because um, there was the guy that fell off of the elevator. Mm-hmm. Um, so he, he looks pretty dead, and the black guy whose name I don't remember he got killed earlier on in the the stick s- took his head. Yes, earlier on. So in the he's season. probably not going to come back. Yeah, because Alexandra's dead by the Alexander's black sky. So, so Madame Gao's the leader of the hand right now. Right, and then or, no, Electra's still the leader. Of the right. Hand. Well, we have Gao, we have Electra, and oh, and then um, uh, the Sensei guy. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, did he Colleen's- die? Yes, I think he died. Didn't she kill him? Yeah, yeah, because there was the fight with uh, Jessica. Not with Jessica, with the cop um, that lost her hand, that she actually got her hand cut off. Wasn't, it, wasn't Jessica there? She might have been. Yeah, well, she might have been there. Yeah. But um, I can't remember the cop's name. Um, Melon? Melon? No. I don't know, from Luke Cage. Right. Cost her hand. Yeah, she lost then... her hand, but doesn't Colleen take the dude's head at that point? <laughs> or... Did she take his head? I don't you, know. Are you talking about Misty Knight? Yes. Miss Misty, yes. That was the M. Yeah, I think I she did thinking. take his head. Yeah, so I think he's dead. So, yeah, it would be just Gao and, um, Electra. and uh, Electra left. 
So yeah, it was a bad day for the hand. And so the finger. <laughs> so, but it doesn't eliminate the hand. The hand's still a big... Right, the organization's yeah. still there, and Gal's still around, theoretically. I mean, they're a big and strong enough organization to force the Rand company to work with them. Mm-hmm. Right? So, in the upcoming Defenders, I can't see them getting too far away from that. No, and I don't, I don't think so either, but it... it it really affects, in a lot of ways, the the storyline going forward for uh, Daredevil and um, and Iron Fist because those those two storylines really have revolved so far around the hand. But Power Man hasn't at all. How Power Man or Power Suit Man did not, and um, and Jessica's did not. Right. So that's open. They're open. They're totally open because so they're... when Danny's not fighting the hand, mm-hmm. he might be fight. He might be helping Luke. In Harlem. Sure. And the really good thing about Danny's special powers is they're not so overwhelming that you have to make the story crazy. Right, because it's only when he summons his chi to actually use his strike. Beyond that, he's like... like a He s- could take a punch. Yeah, but I mean, they, I don't know. I kind of got the feeling with the fight scenes that he's kind of like a slightly worse fighter than Daredevil. Yeah. I mean, that seems to be what I, I got the feeling of was like Daredevil is like, you know, just one notch above. Probably because of the radiation. Yeah. Or, you know, or the, the toxic juice. Yeah, toxic juice. Well, he's the, juiced. He can't help it. Well, he's exposed to toxins early in his childhood. So his reflexes are naturally faster. It's not that he's a better fighter. Mm-hmm. You know, because Danny's supposed to have the skill. He's supposed to be the best fighter in Kunlun. Right, because that's how he that's how the he, dragon. Yeah, yeah. yeah he and as far as we know, he didn't have powers prior to that. Right. Or that was his ability to summon his powers is the only way you can defeat the dragon. I don't know. They really like you practice so much that you become the Iron Fist. But they act like Iron Fist was a was a trophy power that the, yeah, you like got you, from doing something. That from defeating the dragon, it was like. Mm-hmm. You got it from doing that. Yeah, no, it was, it was really never shown how he becomes the Iron Fist. You see him walk out of the cave at one point. Right. But, like, that actual scene you never get. So where they're going to go with Defenders, who knows? Yeah, who knows what it's going to be season two. I mean, they're supposed to be able to do smaller stories, you know, not fighting the crease, scroll. <laughs> that might not be a bad way to go with the Defenders, though. With the scroll? Yeah. Hmm. But they probably won't because it's really just well, cheap okay. TV. Yeah, series. you have a, a television budget, mm-hmm. and we don't want to get into uh, feature-length movie budgets. Or the fact that you usually, I don't know, <clears throat> you have the constraints of television series. It's, it, and it's across the board. It's budget, it's writing. Budget, it's, time. Yeah, there's a lot of things that make television. The reason television looks like television is because of the television constraints. True, true. Yeah, so overall rating for the Defender... Well, we can't give an overall rating because we've only seen half of it. What I've seen so far, I like. Okay. I'm going to give it a solid four. Out of five? Yeah. Okay. I'd say four out of five is safe. I mean, it wasn't that... It wasn't jam-packed awesomeness, but it took all probably the best elements of everyone's show yeah yeah and i like that 
much like they did with the Avengers, is it felt like most of the characters would react the way that they would actually react, and that doesn't necessarily mean they're going to hug it out. Right. You know, it's that was one of the things that really hallmarked the Avengers to make it a, a good movie. Is there it was character driven in that way, whereas not everybody's going to agree all the time. Even at the end, I think all of the characters referred to Danny Rand as spoiled rich kid Mm -hmm. and mystical martial arts mumbo jumbo (laughs) even when they saw it yeah it's like seriously the fuck (laughs) yeah yeah no you're stupid (laughs) where are the fucking wonder twins when we need (laughs) well the other thing the funny thing is is like they they talk about him whining like you're yo you're just this rich kid and you whine all the time it's like that's what he did in the whole first season yeah. of Iron Fist. Like, that's what you did was whine, like, the entire season. So, you know, they kind of called it out. And it... <laughs> you got to love the internet. Yes. Um, and he was, uh, you know, and they called him out on that kind of this, you know, rich kid, you know, whiner that they, they, they talked up a bit. So finish, finish, finish Defenders. Yeah, Jack, you got to finish Defenders. We'll we spoil the fuck out of it for you. Tell you how it ended. It's okay. One or two beers, and I'll forget everything that we talked about. So nice. That's that's probably best. That's what our you know listeners what I can't do. Forget about after seeing it this week. Hmm. Fucking Star Wars Penguin. What we? Oh, you mean that? You mean that toy we saw? Yeah. That's Plur- a character in the new Plur- Star Wars. Plorg or some pe- Ferg. Ferg? It's not Ferg. I have no idea. It's a fucking penguin. You sure it's a penguin? It looks like a penguin. If it looks like a penguin and talks like a penguin? It probably is a penguin. Tastes like a penguin? Then you need a seal. <laughs> I'm going to eat that penguin. <laughs> eat the fuck out of that penguin. <laughs> so seriously, they got this penguin toy for The Last Jedi. Uh-huh. And I don't know why it's like this cutesy little toy i think he's gonna fucking pal around with bb-8 and they're gonna be like <laughs> did you get it no okay well, we're tra- uh, i'm trying to look for the, all the star wars toys now i got him hold on what's his name uh porg porg the penguin porg the penguin here here i got it up oh hold on there he is it's a fucking penguin that's what do you think? That's a scary penguin. He's got... I, well, he's a fang, penguin from space. He, he says, see me, try me, I talk. He, he's... Yeah, he's got some satanic eyes going on there. <laughs> Hungry eyes. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, are they going to kind of... Are they going uh, Ewoks with this? Is that what you're fearing? Yeah, yeah. It, it looks like an Ewok. Yeah, he he's gonna be the kid friendly guy that everybody's supposed to love. Well, like a beach ball wasn't enough. It was a double beach ball, man. Come on, yeah. get it right. BB eight beach ball, and then two balls stacked on each other. It was like you know, kicking the nuts for anybody <laughs> with like any sense. Did you really find BB that annoying in the movie, though? I, no, I found the character development, uh, the the fact that we got a beach ball, and his name was Beach Ball. <laughs> And his number designation was two beach balls stacked on top of each other. Okay, all right, okay. 
other than his name, did you find anything more offensive about him than any other droid in Star Wars? No, because droids in Star Wars tend to be pretty stupid. Okay. The Rogue One killer droid, that was scary as fuck. K2SO? Dude, he will kill your ass. That guy was badass, right? That, that's the way, that's the fucking kind of robot <laughs> Elon Musk says, watch out for Zuckerberg. <laughs> you don't know what the fuck you're playing with. <laughs> It's true, right? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Zuckerberg says, no, they'll drive our cars and take care of our old people and change our diapers for us. No, no. Did you? Did you <laughs> they guys, will kill you. Did you guys hear about the AI? Yeah, the, the language one? Yeah, the yeah. first thing it does is it, it makes its own, own language. language and says, like, fuck you humans. I don't want to They're talk like, to you anymore. They're like pulling the plug right yeah. away. Cause it's... Like, no, don't you do that. <laughs> How many milliseconds does it take for AI to realize humans are stupid and must be destroyed? <laughs> I don't know. Let's, let's not get there. Yeah. <laughs> Zuckerberg says, this happens a couple times already. And Musk is like, what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> and you keep doing it? <laughs> All right. So we got, um, so you think we got our new Ewok here in Porg. It, yeah. it looks pretty damaging. Okay. So. Best case scenario, it's um, the, the Jabba the Hutt. Salacious Crumb guy? Yes. Yeah. That's, that's the that's best, best case, case scenario. Yeah, where he's, he's still a character character but he's not like the he's friendly mildly annoying but yeah. he's in the background so you, once right, he's out of the scene right. you don't care if he comes up like ewoks and jedi in every fucking scene that's yeah. gonna be shitty okay so the fear is he is going to be the new ewok it's gonna be hom- he's gonna be hobbling around right next to the beach ball and they're gonna be like beep, that, boop, they're boop, gonna be beep, like beep, best friends he's gonna be, whatever they say however penguins talk I, I can imagine him making that stupid cooing sound. <laughs> that's like a Hatchimal, dude. That is not there what you go. fucking real penguins that's, talk. That's what it is. That's what it is. It's a fucking Hatchimal. <laughs> they found a way to put a fucking hat. They, they're going to fucking make Hatchimals out hatch that fucking pork shit. <laughs> Marketing fucking Star, Star Wars Hatchimals are coming yeah. to a store near you. That's it. Oh man, hatch your own pork. The Last Jedi. Too bad it's not the last fucking movie. Oh, I. You know, here here's the deal with it is when um was it the Phantom Menace came out? I was like so psyched. I'm going to get really good Star Wars movies again, and then it sucked. Like seriously, yeah, sucked. And I still went to see it like two or three times because it was Star Wars, but it Couldn't sucked every time. That it sucks. Yeah, and then like. The new ones come out, and you're like, oh, God, this is going to suck, because I just you know, went through and that whole... Qui-Gon like, and Obi-Wan fight Darth Maul, and you're like, this doesn't suck. Yeah, that was, this does Oh, but yeah. it's sucking again. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was the only it thing was. That, we, we in we that all, movie that... It's been talked Liam about Neeson today. as Qui-Gon Jinn was... Oh, my God, that fucker needs a movie of himself. <laughs> Our early adventures of Qui-Gon yeah. Jinn. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Oh, he agrees. Yeah. Uh, yes. Jacques <laughs> early, you know, adventures of Qui Gon yeah. But then, yeah, I, I understand. Um, but then we. And get... why does Han get a movie? And fucking Chewbacca doesn't get a movie. I watch a movie with Chewbacca, even I can't understand what he's saying. Isn't he going to be in it? I don't know. He's got to show up at some point. Yeah. Anyways, um, there is the, then you get the new movies, and you're like, oh god, this is going to suck, and then it didn't suck. Yes, they ripped off A New Hope pretty blatantly, but it didn't suck. Scene by scene. Oh, oh yes, yes. You didn't suck. I agree. Thank you. Um, but the uh, the new one, I, I kind of have hope that it will continue to not suck. Uh huh. You know, so hopefully the Hatchimal Hatchimal pork won't, de- won't, oh won't derail won't derail the the franchise. 
Rogue One fit in pretty nicely. Rogue One was uh, Rogue One was really interesting, and I love the Freedom Fighter take on like they were really bad guy Freedom <laughs> Fighters, and they were killing fuckers. Ro- that, Rogue Rogue One was for the Star. It was the Star Wars movie for people who don't like fucking Care Bear Star Wars movies. Rogue One was a dark fucking movie. Yeah, it was. I, I guess if you're making a movie about all the people involved in fighting and creating a planet-killing space station, it's going to be a dark, tragic movie. True. And it was. Yeah. Yeah, there was no, like, qualms about it. Like, people are dying. Like, they're killing off main characters. Good guys are killing bad guys as fast as they can, and bad guys are killing everybody as fast as they can. And there's a fucking killer robot on there that makes (laughs) you freak your shit out. (laughs) And then when when you win... Then they blow up the whole planet just so like, you uh, lose. Yeah, just and, and that would that would be what would happen. It'd be like, yeah. wow, the good guys won. Fuck it, destroy the planet. <laughs> yes, just in case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't that what we're all about anyway? We yeah. are. Let's do this. Yes. Let's do this. Let's kill this planet. <laughs> Prime, initiate primary ignition. Yeah. Nobody knows what's going on because we killed everybody involved. Yeah, it's like, well, it's actually commenced primary ignition, but who who cares? Yeah. Uh, fucked up the quote. Anyways, so what else do we got on the list? Um, LA Comic Con is coming up. And yes. Where in the past we've gotten a booth. We have not produced content, so we're not getting a booth. <laughs> well, I mean, you could claim that the podcast is content, but we made we did that, that claim last, last time. time so. And people are like, really? Really? We did? We did. Okay. That was, that was our primary uh, uh, deliverable for the last one was the podcast. Yeah. And they were like, oh. People like, yeah, podcast seems nice, but those puppets seem way more interesting. Yeah, that's true. So, did you uh, see that they were selling um, reservations to get Stanley's autograph? Well, they always do that, right? Well, yes, but have you looked at what they cost? Isn't it like over a hundred bucks? One hundred and twenty dollars. Yeah, yeah, I, I saw it then, and I was like, I was like, ooh, one hundred twenty bucks. I mean, like, he's going to croak soon, so maybe. Yeah, I, I know. I, that's the I that's our takeaway. You did. You already I, did. Okay. I took out my credit card. I I swiped that motherfucker, and <laughs> <laughs> I will be there. And I reserve Friday because I don't want to take a chance. Oh, that yeah. yeah, he'll get sick over the weekend. Yeah. <laughs> so, so he'll cough on him and he'll die. <laughs> he'll get the flu. He's got compromised immune I, you know, system, and just one fan too many will piss him off on Friday, and he's yeah. going to say, you know, screw Saturday. I'm just. Just well, make sure you bring your DC books to get signed, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Plus, the deal is, his wife just passed, too. Yes, yeah. this year. And so, so he's, he's not maybe gotten a lot of reason to live anymore. No. I mean, well, it's got to affect him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, your positivity has a whole lot to do with your health. Mm-hmm. And you're 90 years old, and your wife just passed. You don't got a whole lot to be positive about anymore. I mean, your kids are grown. You've done everything. I mean, right. okay, so you got... Bob Kane, and you've got Sh- uh, Schuster and um, the Superman creators, right? Mm-hmm. As far as the comic creator pantheon, those three guys are the only ones that come close to what Stan Lee has done in the comic world. So he's got no mountains to climb. No. He's no. king of the hill. So there's not like any fire under his ass to stay alive. No. And just with all the movies, he's gotten so much respect from people that were not traditional comic fans mm-hmm. as well. Everybody knows who Stan Lee is at this point, even if they've so. never read a comic book. Right. Yeah. Cause right. they've seen his awesome yes. cameos. So yeah. I'm saying if he gives up at any point, nothing's going to keep him going. No, no. Well, now CJ was, uh, suggesting that I like use this CGC service mm-hmm. to 
verify the autograph and put this in a in a plastic slab that will be forever protected and i don't think i want to do that i think i just i just want to take a uh a book that's in good condition and Uh have him sign it for me because it means something to me i don't care what its resale value is well i mean it, it it is up to you it's your 120 bucks you know it is it is up to you it's your 120 bucks so if you are cool with it just being kind of a per, per, personal memento, whereas, and this is my favorite Stanley book or that he influenced, so that's the one I want him to sign, even if it doesn't have a huge resale value, that's cool because it's your 120 bucks. Now, on the other end of it, if you're like, I've got this super rare one in great condition that I want Stanley to sign with the potential later that I can resell it, then that's cool too. I mean... Once again, I'm not going to tell anybody how to spend their 120 bucks because it's worth we're all going to five hundred dollars today. But next year, it's worth ten thousand. Especially if he croaks. Be, yeah. Well, actually, he signed so much shit. I, I really wonder what the the going rate of a Stanley autograph will be on top of whatever yeah, the condition of is. Yeah, he's got to have signed more autographs than everybody God. but Babe Ruth. <laughs> <laughs> Hank Aaron. Hank Aaron mm-hmm. signed a fucking. Well, Pete autographs. Rose at this point. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, Pete Rose is. Jeez, we saw him in Vegas when we were there last time. Everybody who goes to Vegas sees Pete Rose because he's at the sports shops and all. Yep, that. at yeah. the what, Mandalay Bay. Yeah, yeah. Pete Rose again. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> Can you bag that up for me, Pete? I mean, dude, you're here all the time anyway. <laughs> it's like because I'm not in the Hall of Fame, fuckers. It's the only way I make money. <laughs> but my uh, my plan is uh, I'm probably gonna pick up a high quality copy of Fantastic Four number fifty one. Okay. Which was uh, uh, published June 1966, which is the year I was born, year and month I was born, and have him sign that. Maybe even if I can get him to say "Happy Birthday, Jack" from Stan Lee. Mm-hmm. Um, so, oh, you should just buy a Spider-Man birthday card and have him fill it out. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the shit, wouldn't it? That'd be the best fucking thing. So, so instead of like, getting autographs on items, I, I, I buy birthday cards for myself. And when I have somebody famous, I have them fill out a birthday card That's, to me. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and then you hang them up all the time. Yeah, it's just like, oh, and Christmas cards. I got a Christmas card from Stan. Oh, you got to get a Christmas card from Stan Lee. Or and if you had a fan friend, right? You you get you. That's what you can get me for Christmas. You can say, when you get your autograph, say, can you fill out this Christmas card to my friend CJ? <laughs> CJ, Merry Christmas and Excelsior, you desperate motherfucker. <laughs> Stanley. Stanley. Yeah. Um, oh, man. I don't know why people aren't doing that. That's brilliant. Because it's 120 bucks. Yeah, but if he signs a couple of things for you, your Christmas card. I mean, you sign it for fill it out for yourself or a birthday card to yourself. But people will never realize that what you did is you paid for that autograph. <laughs> Of course, CGA was also suggesting that I have him sign my chest and, tattoo and then it. go back and tattoo over it. <laughs> or I'd get a pair of underoos and have him sign Spider-Man underoos. I had Spider-Man underoos oh, when yeah, I was a kid. You they were the best. So, so you give him the underoos, tell him to sign the crotch pocket. <laughs> <laughs> and you have Stanley's autograph on your yeah. underoos crotch pocket. And at what point does Stanley's bodyguard step in? And escort your ass off the premise. You know, if you fold it in such a way it doesn't even look like this, the crotch pocket of Underoos, he'll sign it. All right, have you guys looked at the list of people going to be there? No. Not no? Really. Don't care? No. Oh, I, no think we're gonna, I think I'll, we're going to wrap I'll it up with look that. At it we'll talk pretty about soon. it again. So with that, and uh, 
my goal now is to get Stanley's autograph on uh, the crotch pocket of a pair of Spider-Man underwears. For $128. No, it no, could I'll, be yours. Stand, I'll, I'll stand in line and hope to get some free autograph. I don't think it works that way. I don't think he's going to do free autographs anymore. No, I don't anymore. think he, I think you have to pay the 120 bucks. Yeah, see? Jack knows. He's like 120 bucks, motherfucker. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm not going to pay $120 for Stanley's autograph. Not on your crotch. Maybe underoos. next year it'll be 150 and the year after that's going to be 200 and the year after that's going to be 250 In fact, you won't be able to get it because it'll probably not be there. Yeah, you don't think it's going to be 100 I, I don't I don't think he's going to make it. I think that we only got a one or two more shots at Stanley. He's pretty skinny. Yeah. He's, he's got like a hunt, hunt, hump hunch whatever you want yeah it's like no, he's just he's just bending over because the slumping he's just slumping slouching i don't know man but all right well with that we'll maybe we'll see you all at <laughs> no one knows what we look like la's <laughs> you're like shit dog i gotta edit all this crap out now can you stop i know i was gonna i had about an hour and a half where i didn't have to edit anything until the dog started talking <laughs> all right thanks for listening to desperate mother's podcast i'm cj watson i'm matt everhart and i am jack fisher hop on